Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Off of turn number four, white flag is in the air for Ryan Blaney, Eric Elmarola, and Denny Hamlin. Ryan Blaney off to final time. Here he comes to the back straightaway. He's got a playoff berth and a championship four run in hand. In a turn three for the final time, it's Ryan Blaney. To the bottom of the racetrack, off turn four, off the corner. He does have enough Sunoco fuel. Checkered flag is out. Ryan Blaney wins the Xfinity 500 at the Martinsville Speedway. Ryan Blaney and Team Penske, part of the championship four at Phoenix. Yeah, you know, I grew up coming here a lot, watching my dad race, and dad's here today, which is cool. And, um, you know, I grew up closer here than I did Charlotte, honestly, and um, come here all the time. And, you know, drive for the Wood Brothers, who we were just down the road here for a while, and been so close to a clock a couple times. I wanted a clock ever since I was a little kid, and it's cool that it finally came true. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew welcoming you to Championship Week here on the Motor Racing Network. We've got lots to tend to on the show today with Lots to tend to this weekend at the Phoenix Raceway in Arizona. Coming up on the show today, we're going to preview the NASCAR Cup Series Championship 4. Look back on each of the drivers' seasons to date. We'll also go inside the four drivers who'll be racing for the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. Plus, we'll also detail the path for each of the four NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series drivers who look to be crowned as a champion on Friday night. We'll also pay tribute to Kyle Busch Motorsports. This Friday night's race will be the final race for KBM and their storied, illustrious tenure. We'll document that and a whole lot more. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with a check of the latest headlines in NASCAR. Kyle? Mike, Eric Almarola's tenure at Stuart Haas Racing will come to an end after this weekend season finale at the Phoenix Raceway. The 39-year-old announced Saturday that he would be leaving the team at the end of 2023. Almarola has raced full-time in the Cup Series since 2012 and has been at SHR since 2018. The Florida native is stepping away from full-time racing, but did not rule out racing entirely. Excited just about having some weekends off, right? So go back to doing some late model racing like I used to do when I was a kid. If there's an opportunity to run, you know, a, a handful of truck races here and there or something like that or run some Xfinity races, I think 
the doors open. I've had a lot of just amazing conversations over the last four to six months about different opportunities. And so I want to stay involved in the industry. I love this industry. I love the people in the industry. This industry has afforded me and my family a wonderful life, and I don't want to just walk away from it. Shortly after, Smithfield announced their departure from the organization as well, stating, the time has come to end our NASCAR partnership. Smithfield has been a sponsor of Almirola's since 2012 when he raced for Richard Petty Motorsports and came with him to SHR after the 2017 season. A Chevrolet may not have won Sunday's Xfinity 500 at Martinsville Speedway, but did claim a championship. At the green flag of the round of eight elimination race, Chevy clinched the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series manufacturer's title. This marks the third consecutive year and 42nd time overall that the automotive company has won won the prestigious title in NASCAR's Premier Series. And Jason Radcliffe, who made his 800th career start as a NASCAR crew chief this past Saturday at Martinsville, has announced that he will retire following the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Phoenix this weekend. Radcliffe has 15 Cup Series victories and holds the record for scoring the most wins as a crew chief in the Xfinity Series at 57. He currently sits atop the pit box for Joe Gibbs Racing's number 19 team. Mike? Thanks, Kyle. Coming up, we'll detail Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell's path to the NASCAR Cup Series Championship 4. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. On Sunday afternoon, Kyle Larson will be eyeing his second NASCAR Cup Series championship, while Christopher Bell will be racing in search of his first. Let's go back now to highlight each driver's path to the championship for Kyle Rickey takes us through it. Heading into the 10th edition of the NASCAR Cup Series Championship 4, we could be seeing the official start of a new era for the sport. We have the youngest Championship 4 yet, and the drivers this year have a combined two past appearances in the championship race. The headliner of this year's contenders is the 2021 Series Champion. Kyle Larson across the line. He will win in Phoenix in Kyle Larson is your 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Kyle Larson is the elder statesman of this year's Championship 4 at 31 years old and is the only former champion in the group. After being eliminated from last year's playoffs following the round of 12, Larson had somewhat of a resurgent year. After coming up short multiple times in the first month of the 2023 season, Larson and his number five team came to life during April's short track swing. Off four, final time, and Kyle Larson has won here at Richmond. Short track season has been kind to Kyle Larson. He won at Richmond Raceway. Checkered flag in the air, and Kyle Larson wins at Martinsville Speedway in the NOCO 400. While Larson has always been considered one of the best at Richmond, the first sign that he could be returning to championship form was at Martinsville. It was Young Money's first win at the paperclip, 
a track that he repeatedly listed as his worst on the circuit. Larson's short track dominance continued when he dominated NASCAR's return to North Wilkesboro by sweeping the truck race and the NASCAR All-Star race that weekend. Take the check to the bank. One million dollars. Kyle Larson has won the NASCAR All-Star race at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in dominating fashion. The summer months were quiet for Larson in terms of getting to victory lane, leaving many to question again just how much of a championship contender he was heading into the playoffs. All that changed in the playoff opener. Here comes Kyle Larson. Joey Acock puts the checkered flag in the air, and Kyle Larson wins the cookout Southern 500 at Darlington. After many close calls at Darlington, Larson finally broke through and won the Crown Jewel Southern 500 to start his run for the championship in the biggest way possible. Larson then pointed his way through the round of 12 to get back into the round of eight. The stress of that round quickly became obsolete for Larson when he became the first driver to lock into the championship four by winning at Las Vegas and holding off a hard-charging Christopher Bell. Speaking of Bell, many thought that the finish at Vegas was the Oklahoma driver's best chance to earn his second championship four appearance. Those many were proven wrong the next week in South Florida. One year ago at Martinsville Speedway, he had to win, and he did it. Today at the Homestead Miami Speedway, he needed to win, and he's done it. As he comes across the line, Christopher Bell has scored the win in the Forever 400 presented by Mobile One. Christopher Bell's clutch gene showed up again with that win at Homestead. He locked Bell into the championship four for a second straight year making him the only driver who returns to Phoenix from last year's Final Four. Expectations were high for Bell entering 2023 after his breakout year in 2022, but the regular season didn't necessarily live up to those lofty expectations. Bell secured his playoff berth early on with a win at the Bristol Dirt Race, but was overshadowed this summer by his Joe Gibbs Racing teammates Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. No one was quick to give up on Bell, though, because it was clear his number 20 team had raw speed on a weekly basis. Christopher Bell wins the pole for the cookout Southern 500. See Bell to the top at 193.382 miles an hour. Christopher Bell wins the pole for the Hollywood Casino 400. Bell has a series-high six pole positions this season, including three in a row to start the playoffs. It was only a matter of time before Bell turned that speed into a victory, and he did just that a few weeks ago. As far as Bell and Larson's prospects at Phoenix go, both have high levels of confidence. Both are looking to the spring race at Phoenix to prepare for this Sunday. For Bell, he cites that his run in March already showed huge gains from the 2022 championship race. Yeah, I mean, you're always more prepared whenever you get into situations for the second time. And um, so I feel like we're going to be better than what we were last last year. And, and that was a bad race for us. You know, we were in the final four, but we just did not have the pace uh, that we needed to to compete for for that event and then phoenix won this year we improved dramatically on it and i would say phoenix won this year was our best phoenix race in the next gen era so uh, I, I have way more confidence going into phoenix this year than i did last year 
and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one race, and, and we just have to go out there and execute. While Bell was fast early this year in the Valley of the Sun, Larson was even better. The California driver led the most laps, but ended up finishing fourth. To get the win, Larson is focused on how he can improve upon his late race restarts. Honestly, what I take from it was just a missed opportunity to win on, on my part. The team did everything on their end to get us in position to win. Again, you know, William just executed a better restart than me and was able to, to get that win. So it sucks to not win, but there's so much to be learned from that, that, that final restart and, and just really the way the whole race played out. So, yeah, I mean, I'll study that a lot in case I'm in that position again and, and try to do a better job going forward. Um, but, yes, Phoenix was a great track for us. Short tracks really in general have been our strong suit, you know, this year. So would love to go to Phoenix and have a, a great car again. The driver that beat Larson on the late race restart and someone who is considered one of the best at Phoenix will be the other two competitors in this year's Championship Four. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll go through the seasons of Ryan Blaney and William Byron, the other two that make up the championship for this weekend in Phoenix. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Brian Blaney and William Byron are set to compete in each of their first championship four moments. It happens this weekend at the Phoenix Raceway. How did they get there? Let's listen back to the moments that led them to this very moment. Here's Kyle Ricky. Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell were the first two members of the championship four, but the favorites to walk away with the Bell France Cup might just be the two drivers who secured their position at Martinsville. Both William Byron and Ryan Blaney have been pegged for a while now as the next driver to break through and become a champion. Now, both have that chance this weekend in Phoenix. In the early stages of the season, a big part of the narrative were the early struggles of Ford. In the first 13 races of the year, the only win for the Blue Ovals was Joey Logano at Atlanta. A big factor in changing that narrative was Ryan Blaney's huge win in the Coca-Cola 600. That victory was a sign of things to come for Ford. But it was actually Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing carrying the banner for the manufacturer over the summer. With that said, a championship run can be all about peaking at just the right time. That time for Ryan Blaney was the month of October. Checkered flag goes in the air. They're crashing behind them. Checkers is out. Photo finishes. Cars spin and sp uh, hit the outside wall. Ryan Blaney, by one one-hundredth of a second, will win the Yellowwood 500. That win at Talladega to start October earned him a fifth appearance in the round of eight, but he was still viewed as an underdog to make the championship four. Blaney and Team Penske made believers out of the doubters with great finishes at Las Vegas and Homestead. Those runs left Blaney with a 10-point cushion over the cut line entering Martinsville. 
his best position entering the round of eight cutoff in his career. YRB did more than just advance on points, though. In a turn three for the final time, it's Ryan Blaney. To the bottom of the racetrack, off turn four, off the corner. He does have enough Sunoco fuel. Checkered flag is out. Ryan Blaney wins the Xfinity 500 at the Martinsville Speedway. Ryan Blaney and Team Penske, part of the championship four at Phoenix. While Blaney's two wins in the last five races certainly make him the hottest driver on the circuit, 2023 as a whole might have been the year of William Byron. Here's William Byron headed off turn four toward the checkered flag. Here comes William Byron out of turn number four through the chaos of the last few laps emerges as a winner at Darlington Raceway. William Byron gets his first win at the track too tough to tame. This is undoubtedly the best year of William Byron's career. Willie B has a series high six victories. Those wins have come on every style of racetrack, short tracks, intermediates, road courses, and super speedways. Byron has won at them all this season. While Byron was the number one seed entering the playoffs, he still had to drive his guts out to advance. His team was a bit off at Martinsville, but he did what he had to do and outpointed Denny Hamlin by eight for the fourth and final spot at Phoenix. Even though Byron is the only member of the championship board not to win his way in, he might consider to be the favorite to win because of what happened at the track earlier this year. Here they come up off turn four. Checkered flag is in the air, and William Byron is going to win the United Rentals Work United 500 at Phoenix. William Byron goes back-to-back wins in the NASCAR Cup Series in 2023. That win was the second of Byron's six and his first in the Valley of the Sun. While that should mean the number 24 team is riding high heading into this weekend, Byron points out that that was eight months ago, and there will be a lot to be learned in Friday's extended practice session. I'm not really sure. I mean, I think having a 50-minute practice there uh, definitely creates a lot of chances to improve, uh, and I feel like it creates opportunity for the championship four guys to, to get their cars better. You know, I think I saw that last year with the, the practice session and, and the race, so I think um, it's kind of wait and see. You know, hopefully our simulation is, is close. Um, the short tracks definitely there has been a lot of emphasis on on those, so I think the last two races of the year, there's uh, lots of work to do on those. But you know, with the combination of Chevy and and inside Hendrick Motorsports, I think we can find a package that is good for those tracks. Uh, we just, admittedly, like those two tracks at the end of the year, are definitely um, places we need to work on. The driver who finished second to Byron at Phoenix was Blaney. It was the second straight runner-up finish for Blaney at the One Mile Oval. Knowing his team has speed in Arizona, Blaney says he's accomplished the hard part. Now it's just about executing and putting together one perfect race. You hope to get to, to Phoenix and have a shot and um, the runs that we've had there the last really handful of years. I mean, especially the last year and, and earlier this year, you know, we've had you know really good, really strong races. So uh, it's just a matter of getting there and uh, and then proving what you can do. So that's that's the hardest part, I think, is getting there. And then it's obviously... You know, it's tough to race for the championship, I would imagine, you know, with three other guys. But, uh, yeah, the main goal first is to get there and then and then rely on your team and the speed uh, to, to perform. So will Larson become a two-time champ? Will clutch Christopher Bell show up again? Will William Byron be sporting a giant championship hat in victory lane? Or will Ryan Blaney continue his hot streak? 
We will find out on Sunday in the 2023 edition of the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Thank you, Kyle. That Championship 4 preview was brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, has been manufacturing in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Coming up, we'll go inside the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship 4. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on NASCAR Live with a preview of the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship 4. That'll take center stage Saturday afternoon. John Hunter Nemechek, Justin Allgaier, Sam Mayer, and Cole Custer will all look to be crowned Xfinity Series champion for the first time in their careers. Jason Toy takes us inside each driver's road to the Championship 4 this weekend. The Championship 4 is set for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and each of these drivers navigated different paths throughout the year that led them to a shot at the title this weekend at Phoenix Raceway. Our first competitor is the youngest out of the contingent, but had himself quite the year in just his second full-time season. Parker Clearman, two car lengths back, one final shot in turn 14, drives it deep into the corner, trying to get to the back bumper. He will not. Sam Mayer leads for the final time off 14. Here he comes up the hill. Sam Mayer grew up not far from Road America, and this is where he will score his first career victory in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. He wins the Road America 180. After going winless in 2022, the junior motorsports driver won four races, including two in the playoffs, the latest being at the Homestead Miami Speedway. Out of our four title contenders, John Hunter Nemechek put together the most impressive resume throughout the year. Through turns three and four, John Hunter Nemechek, a conservative line up off of the corner. Hammer down, checkered flag in the air, and John Hunter Nemechek wins the Production Alliance Group 300 at Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. In his NASCAR Xfinity Series career, the Joe Gibbs Racing driver has nine checkered flags, but seven were claimed in 2023. He paced the pack in not just wins, but in top fives and top tens as well. His breakout season was also good enough to enter the playoffs as the second seed. Getting this opportunity wasn't a cakewalk. Nemechek battled throughout the postseason, putting together a hefty points advantage going into last weekend's race at Martinsville. That cushion allowed him to claim his spot in Phoenix after the conclusion of Stage 1. Another driver who pointed his way into the championship four was Cole Custer, who turned out to be the series road course ace. Custer's got the command out in front. Allgaier's on his bumper, but he's not going to get there. Cole Custer, your winner at the Pacific Automation 147 at Portland International Raceway. His first win since California in 2022. What a drive. He 
patience prevails as Kligerman goes down into turn number one and collects a couple of cars. They shoot off the racetrack, and Custer's there to capitalize. What a race and what a finish. NASCAR has made the decision to declare Cole Custer the winner of the Loop 121 on the Chicago Street Course. So congratulations to Cole Custer and his team. They are the inaugural winners of the NASCAR Chicago Street Race right here in downtown Chicago. Custer's road course success wasn't his only niche throughout the season. When it mattered most, he put together three top tens and one top five in four of the six completed postseason races. His most recent finish was the most dramatic, which was good enough for a spot in Phoenix. Cole Custer on fire, but he will advance and race for a championship. He had to put the car in reverse and go 50 feet backwards on fire to finish the race, and Cole Custer does it. Custer will get in by six points on fire going backwards at Martinsville Speedway. The Stuart Haas wheelman is no stranger to the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs as he finished second in the overall standings in 2019, which was also his last full-time stint in the series. Over the years, we've had a fair amount of clutch performances in the playoffs, but our final driver that will race for a championship this weekend put on a show during the final lap at Martinsville. White flag is in the air. The leader takes it. Next flag ends it. Here comes Justin Allgaier trying to make a move. Sheldon Creed gets into the back of Austin Hill. He shoves Hill up the banking and he'll go side by side to the back straightaway. Allgaier is in the number three spot. Here they come. Final time into three. Sheldon Creed to the bottom. He'll take the lead. He drifts high. Here comes Allgaier. Allgaier off four side by side at the line. The win goes to Justin Allgaier by inches as they crash further back. Justin Allgaier, what a move off of turn number four to grab the win. 0.32 seconds was all the little Gator needed to secure his spot in Phoenix. Throughout the year, though, Allgaier was one of the series' top performers as he claimed four checkered flags in 2023, a mark that only John Hunter Nemechek surpassed with seven. The Illinois native is by far our most experienced title contender as he advanced to the final round of the playoffs in four of the last five seasons. Sam Mayer, John Hunter Nemechek, Cole Custer, and Justin Allgaier have all navigated different paths throughout the postseason. If there's one consistency, it's that all four of these competitors have earned their shot at being named the 2023 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, last but not least, we'll highlight each of the four drivers taking place in the championship four for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series season will conclude under the lights Friday night at Phoenix. Corey Heim, Ben Rhodes, Carson Hosevar, and Grant Enfinger all have championship dreams in sight. Kurt Becker is here to recount their paths to Friday night's feature event. 
The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Championship 4 is set as the tough trucks of NASCAR will crown a champion in the Valley of the Sun on Friday evening. Regular season champion Corey Heim, breakout star Carson Hosovar, 2021 Series champion Ben Rhodes, and former regular season champion Grant Enfinger make up the Truck Series Championship Quartet. Corey Heim followed up his 2022 Rookie of the Year season with an impressive regular season run, winning at Martinsville and Mid-Ohio on his way to the regular season championship. Heim cemented his status as a true series championship contender with a playoff win at Bristol, clinching the first spot into the championship four. Off of turn number four they come, looking to the starter stand. White flag, one left to go for Corey Heim here at Bristol. Christian Eckes is going to have one final shot at Corey. Heim, if he can just get to the back bumper. Here they come. Out of turn number two, into turn three for the final time. Christian Eckes driving in deep. Eckes looks to the high side. Through three and off of four. He's not going to get there. Checkered flag in the air. The UNOH 200 at Bristol goes to Corey Heim. He punches his ticket to the Phoenix Championship race and will race for a championship in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. I can't wait. Uh, at first I was dreading Talladega, but now I'm excited. So uh, it's awesome, man. It's it's so sick. I've, I've dreamed to be in a situation like this. Dream to win a playoff race. Dream to win a Bristol. I'm so excited. Uh, this is unreal. Last year, Zane Smith became the first Truck Series driver to sweep both the regular season and overall series championships. Can Heim pull off the same feat? Carson Hosovar exits turn number four. He'll look to the flag stand. Rich Keeter will show the white flag. It's in the air. One more trip around Homestead, Miami for Carson Hosovar. Carson Hosovar with an out of pair in the world right now. Four lap trucks in front of him. He doesn't have to make the pass. He's got all the gap he needs. Final time to the back stretch. Carson Hosovar brings that Chevy Silverado off the banking of turn two. He is faded off the back bumper of lap traffic by about maybe five or six truck lengths. Here comes Carson Hosovar off the corner. It is a breakout season. It continues here this afternoon. He will race for a championship two weeks from now in Phoenix. Carson Hosovar with the win. Yes, it indeed has been a breakout season for Carson Hosovar. Hosovar will race for a championship in his third full-time season with Nice Motorsports. The breakthrough for Hosovar occurred at Texas Motor Speedway when Hosovar survived an overtime melee to claim the checkers for the first time in his career. Looking for the white flag, it is in the air. One lap to go in Texas. Oh, and Sanchez gets turned, heading down to turn number one. He slides up to the top side of the racetrack. Carson Hosovar moves by to the front of the field. Zane Smith and Nick Sanchez both involved in an incident just past start-finish, just after the white flag, and now we sit and wait to confirm with NASCAR, sort through this all, Carson Hosovar on the racetrack came through that in front, but it's NASCAR to make the call here. A, to confirm the leaders, yes, and the checkered is out. The checkered flag is being displayed with the caution flag. Carson Hosovar has just scored his first career victory. What a finish in Texas. From there, Hosovar won at Nashville and Richmond, making for a four-win season, the most in the Craftsman Truck Series in 2023. Will this be his championship moment? White flag is in the air. Final lap of the season. Chandler Smith across the line. Right behind them, looking for a championship is Ben Rhodes. Chandler Smith 
dominant in the late going when it counted the most. No challenge for him in turn number two. And the same for the championship. Here comes Ben Rhodes. Chandler Smith to the back straightaway for the final time. Unchallenged Ben Rhodes for the title to the back straightaway. Unchallenged back to three. Off turn number four. Checkered flag in the air. Chandler Smith will win the Lucas Oil 150. Chandler Smith will win the 2021 Rookie of the Year. Off turn four. Checkered flag in the air. The 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion from Louisville, Kentucky. Ben Rhodes picks up the championship. He is, for the first time in his career, a champion in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Ben Rhodes' championship dreams were realized two years ago in the desert. Given that experience, Rhodes knows exactly what it will take to become a two-time Truck Series champion. When we show up to Phoenix, we've done this. We've done this many times now. So I can't say that myself, my crew chief, my team, any of us are nervous. Uh, we're just ready to go. This is what we do. Rhodes is back in this position thanks to a win earlier this year at Charlotte and some help from Lady Luck. Rhodes entered the round of eight finale at Homestead five points behind Nick Sanchez for the fourth and final transfer spot. In the end, Rhodes was aided by Zane Smith's disqualification at Homestead, leading to a runner-up finish, which was good enough to prevail in a tiebreaker in the standings with Sanchez. He is one mile away from winning at the Milwaukee Mile. Grant Enfinger, a clear leader off of turn two. Looking to win this one in dominant fashion, winning stage one, winning stage two, and looking to win the race here. Up the back straightaway for the final time. That lap traffic should not be a factor. It's Grant Enfinger all by himself at the front of the field here at Milwaukee. Grant Enfinger off corner number four is looking for the checkered flag. Make room in the round of eight. Grant Enfinger is on his way as he wins at Milwaukee. Closing out the championship four is Grant Enfinger. A three-time winner on the season at Kansas Gateway and Milwaukee. Enfinger at 38 years of age is the elder statesman of the four. It'll be a particularly emotional evening for Enfinger, who will ride one last time for GMS Racing. As the team announced in August that this would be its final season, will it be a storybook ending for Enfinger and GMS? We've been scratching and clawing since we started, so uh, very proud of this GMS Racing uh, organization. Incredibly proud to be taking them to uh, another championship run, and, uh, and incredibly thankful and, and blessed. Um, God had the stars line up for it's just right. The stage is set for these four as they head west to Phoenix in hopes of realizing each of their NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series championship dreams. Thank you, Kurt. Coming up, we'll pay tribute to Kyle Busch Motorsports. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. In September, it was announced that Spire Motorsports would be purchasing Kyle Busch Motorsports. Since 2010, KBM has established itself as one of the dominant race teams in Truck Series history. Let's take some time now to listen back to some of the top moments and pay our respects as KBM concludes its last race this weekend. Here's Tim Cattlefemo. 
This weekend, Kyle Busch Motorsports will compete at Phoenix Raceway one final time as an organization. Spire Motorsports has purchased the team, and that means we'll say goodbye to a company that has set the standard for excellence in the Craftsman Truck Series. Since its beginning, Kyle Busch Motorsports has played a pivotal role in the sport. On February 13, 2010, KBM made its debut at Daytona International Speedway. Four races into their existence, they would make a statement. And it looks like Kevin Harvick is going to run out of time. Less than a half a lap to go. The bright yellow dollar General Toyota leads for the final time into turn number three. Off the corner, it's Kyle Busch here in Music City. And as Kyle splits some of the slower trucks in his first ever truck series race here at Nashville, Kyle Busch is heading to victory lane. It is win number 17 in his fine career. Second spot goes to Kevin Harvick, who just came up four-tenths of a second shy of pulling off a magnificent win of his own. Kyle Busch wins here in Nashville. That win was only the beginning. Not only would Kyle Busch go on to have success in the series, but his team also became a funnel for talent as some of NASCAR's most prominent stars made stops along the way. Daughter now dives through the bottom of the backstretch, trying to break the draft. Quickly snaps back in line. Here's contact in the leaders. Sauter's around. Now they got Ben Rhodes in the wreck. And cleaning all the way across the start-finish line headed that way would be William Byron. And William Byron and only his fifth NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at the ripe old age of 18 is going to be going to Gatorade Victory Lane. William Byron comes off of turn four. Corey Richardson waves the white flag into the final lap for William Byron. Cole Custer will have one final opportunity. He'll swing wide in turn two. He put on a show at Texas Motor Speedway one week ago. He did it again tonight. William Byron hits his marks for the final time in turn three and four. Buries that Toyota right to the bottom of the racetrack and set sail for the checkered flag. He's won at Kansas, he's won at Texas, and now William Byron is the winner in Iowa. Turns the truck to the left, touches it right down about about a foot now down on the yellow line. William Byron for the final time off turn three. Has that Toyota pinned to the bottom of the racetrack. Now swings it wide up against the main straightaway. Now splitting the distance of the front stretch. Checkered flag in the air. The Pocono Mountains 150 begins and belongs to William Byron. It began with him on the pole. It ends with him taking a trip to victory lane. William Byron would come to the organization and accomplish great things during his rookie campaign. He was one of four drivers not named Kyle Busch to win seven races for the team. The first to accomplish that feat did so in 2015 and also brought KBM its first championship. Eric Jones looking to bring Kyle Busch Motorsports back to victory lane tonight in Phoenix. The teenager Eric Jones is enjoying a Friday night joyride. Doesn't look like anybody's going to catch him. Eric Jones with a big lead over Ross Chastain and Brendan Gaugh. Here comes Eric Jones and Eric Jones right now has just become the youngest driver ever in the NASCAR Touring series to score a win in just his fifth career start. Eric Jones is a winner here at the Phoenix International Raceway. Eric Jones will finish in the sixth spot tonight and he will clinch the 2015 championship. It's just been uh, a dream to uh, to own a race team in NASCAR at this sort of level. He has the trucks but I'm good with that. This is so much fun. Congratulations to Eric Jones. He should cherish this for a long, long time, and uh, he's awesome. What a great kid. What a great driver. Pumped for him. Toyota, 
my wife, family, everybody. It's a good night right now. After Eric Jones' departure, two seasons later, another young and up-and-coming driver would make a name for himself competing for Kyle Busch. The Sirius XM Toyota has been strong as can be all afternoon. He has dominated this race here at New Hampshire, making a statement to open the playoffs as he exits turn four for the final time. He won the opening stages of today's race and comes off of turn number four and will win the UNOH 175, advancing that team to the round of six of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs. Christopher Bell wins here at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Bell would go on to win the team's second championship in 2017, the last driver to accomplish that feat for the organization. Beyond the championships and driver development that transpired for numerous competitors early in their careers, KBM's most impressive accomplishment took place in July of this season, where Rowdy himself got the job done. They come now out of turn number one. Kyle Busch's opportunities are dwindling. Here's Kyle. He's on the tailgate. Does he dart out of line? Hein throws the block. Kyle jams it in to the bottom of the racetrack. Kyle Busch to the lead off turn two. Kyle Busch to the race lead off of turn two. Can Corey Heim respond? He cannot up the short straightaway. Kyle Busch is able to break away by four truck lengths over Corey Heim and lead here at Pocono in turn three in the final lap. What a move off turn number two. It will pay off win number 100 for KBM as Kyle Busch comes across the line picking up the checkered flag and for Kyle it is career win number 64. That day he's been waiting happens today at the Pocono Raceway as Kyle Busch scores the win in the Craftsman Truck Series. Kyle Busch Motorsports has claimed 100 checkered flags and is the only team in NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series history to get to triple victories. The win was the last for the organization and a fantastic way to punctuate a memorable stint in racing. In 14 years of competition, 18 different drivers have won for Kyle Busch Motorsports. This has led to a series most seven owner's points championships. Even though this weekend will be the final time they compete as a team, the organization has left an imprint on the sport forever. Thank you, Tim. Coming up, we'll flash back to the 2005 Subway Fresh 500. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do, and before we head out to the desert, let's take a trip back in time to the 2005 Subway Fresh 500. Back at Phoenix International Raceway, we've got 54 laps remaining to be run here tonight, and there are 26 cars still on the lead lap, still in command for the moment. Brian Vickers hoping to grab a victory here tonight. Michael Waltrip has tried for the last 15 or 20 circuits around to take it away. Not been able to do it. Kevin Harvick's very much in the mix up there in third place. Kurt Busch trying to get out of some of that traffic back there and show that he has had the dominant car all night and should go to victory lane with it. He is fourth, and Earnhardt Jr., well, he's not gaining any ground, Joe, but he's not losing anything. He's fifth. Kind of holding his own, and it's about the best he's been all throughout this evening. His teammate, though, Michael Waltrip, continues trying to take the top spot. Here he goes again in turn one. Got a great run going into turn number one. He's got a wheel up on Brian Vickers. As they head for the dog leg, it's Michael Waltrip to the lead. Great run for Michael Waltrip around the outside, and now he starts to pull away from Brian Vickers. So drop kick Vickers back to second. Battle is on for third between Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick. Michael Walter pulls away by three or four car lengths. He's one of those drivers that's taken that high line all night long, trying to hang on to the position right now as they go back to turn number one. Let's jump back to third place. 
That battle for second and third is beginning to heat up, Barney. Brian Vickers has been reeled in by Kurt Busch, and just a couple of more car lengths back is Kevin Harvick. On the last couple of laps, Kurt Busch has looked very, very quick indeed. He's gotten around Harvick for that fourth position. Now sets his sights on second place man, Brian Vickers. They come off turn four with Kevin Harvick, again trying to pick up that spot from Kurt Busch as Busch continues to move away, maybe five car lengths among those two. This is the race for the fourth position. Michael Waltrip better get on his horse because Kurt Busch has got a very good race car right now. He is all over the back bumper of Brian Vickers. Keeping an eye on that battle for second spot going on behind Michael Waltrip. Vickers through the dog leg, dives down low into turn three. Here comes Kurt Busch. He looks to the outside of Vickers. He'll try to get the good run off turn four. Brian's done a good job all night long. Does a good job again this time out of turn number four, holding Kurt Busch back there. Kurt's got a run on him down to the inside, going to one. See if he can take the spot away. He outbreaks him going into one, slides through on the inside. Move Kurt Busch to second, and he puts the crosshairs on Michael Waltrip. Kurt Busch very well could be the quickest car on the one mile here at Phoenix International right now. He has gotten around Vickers for second. He doesn't have very far to go to catch Michael Waltrip. Put it at about three, maybe four, Carlin. Got about a half second to make up to catch up with Michael Walter. Kurt Busch, the dominant man so far tonight. He's led 175 of the 264 laps in the race, but he's only got 48 laps to chase down Michael Waltrip and maybe get the lead again. They're on the dog leg on the backside of the track. Michael Waltrip has the lead. How long can he hold it? There is lap traffic up ahead in the form of Mike Wallace. Here comes Waltrip now, riding that customary high line as he's done all evening. It has worked pretty well for him, but Kurt Busch continues to go to the gap. Michael Waltrip looking real good right now as the laps wind down to only 47 to go. Michael leads him back into turn number one. Kurt Busch second. Brian Vickers third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Earnhardt Jr. is fifth in sixth place right now. That is Jeff Burton. Bobby Labonte is showing in seventh. A real tussle from there on back involving Kyle Busch, Ryan Newman, Elliot Sadler, and Joe Nemechek as they all sweep over to turn three. Here they come into turn three. A tight pack of Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart. Talking about with Kyle Busch, and he is bringing Ryan Newman under heavy attack from Elliot Sadler. We talked a lot about Elliot Sadler this evening, but he is having a pretty good night coming to the front here late in the running of the Subway Fresh 500. Elliot again battling with Ryan Newman, trying to take over that ninth position. Joe Nemechek's been good this evening. Currently, he's back in 11th. Jeremy Mayfield at one time was a lap down. He's on the lead lap now, running in 12th. We talked about Johnny Sauter having a good night. This part-time team with a very good effort here at Phoenix. Johnny's running in 13th. Jeff Gordon has struggled all night long. He's back in 14th. And Adam Alexander, let's revisit that. What has been the problem with Jeff? He was on the bud pole for this race. Obviously was fast here, at least on Friday afternoon, but what's been the recurring problem there tonight? Well, they've really just had a hard time handling, uh, getting a handle on the race car, Joe. The early going, loose getting into the corner, meaning the back end one to come around. Then when he tried to get back to the throttle, coming off the corner, the machine simply would push up the racetrack. So they really have battled handling on the race car all night long. And right now, Jeff quiet on the uh, on the radio, but obviously things not going his way as the DuPont Chevrolet's handling has gone south in the latter stages here tonight. 44 laps on remain to be run here at Phoenix. Michael Waltrip so far has about... Uh Oh, a tenth of a second on Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch is going after him in turn three. Down to the inside goes Kurt Busch. They're side by side for the top spot. Looks like 
Busch has got the lead off turn four. Kurt Busch makes it stick at the bottom of the racetrack and pulls Michael Waltrip here in the front straightaway. Now Michael has to fall back to second. Anything he can do to get back up there. Kurt Busch now is going to have to deal with the Mike Wallace lap car. Michael Waltrip couldn't do it. It allowed Busch to catch him and take the lead. Kurt Busch has the lead, but not by much. Not even half a car length as Michael Waltrip is right on his rear bumper. There goes Waltrip to the high ground. Kurt Busch hugs it down low. Wallace is still a factor in this deal. He's trying to stay on the tail end of the lead lap, but he he held up Michael Waltrip, and now he's holding up Kurt Busch as he tries to keep Michael Waltrip behind him. Puts the squeeze on Busch at the entrance to turn one. May have been a little bit of incidental contact. Busch, though, puts his foot in the door and shoves his way to the inside. Can you imagine the radio chatter as these top two cars are trying to get around Michael Wallace, trying to put him a lap down. Here comes Kurt Busch, almost leaning on Michael Wallace. Wallace will not give in. He's still side by side with Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch, as of yet, has not made contact with him. How much longer they'll run through the corners like that, hard to tell without any contact. Got a feeling it's going to happen any lap. They're back in one. Wallace giving it all he's got on the outside lane. Kurt Busch on the inside. Michael Waltrip looking for some daylight. You wonder if Mike Wallace will use up his car just trying to stay on the tail end of the lead lap. As of yet, Bush has not put him a lap down. Wallace fighting hard on the outside. Wallace is on the outside, and that's, of course, where Michael Waltrip wants to be. That's where he's been so strong throughout the course of the evening. I don't think he'd mind it too much if Mike would drop over and use the inside lane, but he's keeping it nailed up on the high side of the banking, and he's fast up there, Dave Moody. He is indeed, but Bush finally gets by. We've got a couple of chargers coming up real quick as well. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has moved up, and Jeff Burton is on the charges. He moves under Kevin Harvick. Jeff Burton looking very quick through the dogleg down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. That is for position. That would be for the fifth spot. Give it to Jeff Burton. Now remember several of these drivers who are running in the top five or six right now last pitted at about lap 222. And although they have assured us that fuel will be no issue, it may well be before this one is over. 273 laps in the book, 39 to go. That's how it sounded 18 years ago. And to hear that race in its entirety, check out MRN.com. Go to the Classic Races tab and select the race there or dial up any of your preferred podcast platforms. It's Championship Week in Phoenix. What a year it's been, and we can't wait to get there. Motor Racing Network will have you covered all week and long. I'm Mike Bagley for the rest of the MRN crew. Thank you so much for checking us out here on NASCAR Live. We'll chat with you this weekend in the Valley of the Sun at Phoenix Raceway. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downing, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.